0: Serving my community is really what's important. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, my guest is uh, someone I've been trying to connect with for about two years um, with COVID. It's probably been 20, but um, <laughs> it feels we're... like 20. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're here now. Um, she, uh, it used to host the the free smoke podcast in Seattle. Um, she's originally from Lakewood, Tacoma area. Hey. Hey, there we go. Um, her song Said to Sade, to Sade to Infinity. Shade to Infinity. to My Bad. <laughs> Fuck. Stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> was featured on Euphoria. Um she has a concert in two days at a uh, Clock Out Lounge. Clock Out Lounge. And uh, she 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 has one of the most beautiful voices in the Seattle area, Seattle slash Tacoma. I don't it's know which. Very... We'll, we'll we'll figure out which one you like to rep more. But <laughs> um, it's it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Liv with the with a T or a plus sign at the end.
0: <laughs> we'll get into that too. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's a common confusion for people, so it's cool.
1: Hell yeah! Well, thanks for finally being here.
0: Yes, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, seriously, I've known about you for a long ass time, and I feel like. I've almost run into you a few times, but like, we're finally here.
0: I'm surprised we haven't actually.
1: Yeah. But it's also, I I don't know why I bring this up so often, but I'm really kind of like a hermit. Like, I'm everywhere, but at the same time, I'm not. Like, I live an hour outside of Seattle in the middle of the woods. I come to my studio, and then when I'm not at my studio, I'm probably just headed back home. So, (laughs) you don't
0: wait. So, you're not, you don't go to shows. You're not out at shows. Occasionally,
1: I go to shows. I I try to, but I've also gone to so many shows at this point. That like, and I'm gonna be honest too. I don't. I get press tickets to a lot of shows, right? So I don't have to pay to go to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not intrigued by a show within ten minutes, I'll leave, and I'll do that thing called what's it called? <laughs> I get it mixed up. I think it's an Irish farewell or a French farewell or whatever, where you just I've don't. Say-
0: never heard that saying.
1: <laughs> well, you don't even know what American doll girl dolls are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but it's basically when you just leave and don't say bye to anyone. So. I'm, I'm, um, I do that a lot, you know? Got I'm, you. So I don't know. I'm just like a... used to be in the tuck. I yeah. I'm around and I'm talkative, but at the same time, I guess I know my limits. Yeah. To a certain extent. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. But like, and we're also about to, I don't know. I know my limits in some ways and some I don't. Like, for example, like I, mentally I won't know I'm tired from like editing and podcasting until like a few months later. I feel like we're in a studio right now with no windows, right? So, and we're about to hit fall. Where are we in fall?
0: No, we're not. Not yet.
1: Wow. We're about to be tomorrow, in
0: fall. which is crazy. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: Okay. By the time you guys watch this, it'll be fall and <laughs> or summer. Maybe this is like the last like interview anyone in the world ever sees, you know, like just like. Like a hundred years, it's like a disaster, and then this is the last thing. God,
0: that's not. Let's let's. Okay, I definitely don't want that to be where this <laughs> interview goes. So there,
1: there's gonna be more interviews, like, but it would be cool if, like, the, like like an alien race comes down after like decimation, and then. Did someone like, tell
0: you that I hate talking about that kind of stuff? Is that did you like someone no. playing a joke on me?
1: <laughs> no, I just. Okay. But basically, like, it'll be fall soon. Yes, tomorrow or whenever anyone's watching this, and I'll be in this studio right. And I'll get here around ten AM, nine AM. And by the time I leave, it'll be like nighttime. And dark as You know? Fun. So like that mentally does something that I don't really realize until it's like summertime and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So but here we are <laughs> with with Liv. Um let's start with your <laughs> let's start with your background. Yeah. Um your full name. Can I say your can I guess why your name is Liv with T? Sure. Um <laughs> So can I say your government name then, or is that weird? Sure, you could say. Okay, some people are like.
0: Unless you say my middle name, don't say my middle name. Samantha, I don't. No, (laughs) (laughs) no disrespect to Samantha's out there. So,
1: anyways, your government name is Olivia Thomas. Yes. So I'm guessing it's either a play on your first and last name, or maybe a play on your first name mixed with Tacoma. Either one.
0: (laughs) That's a really good. Yes, it's just my first. It's my first and last name. Okay. Um, but the T is like silent. That's like a thing. Yeah. Um, I just like I wanted. I like the look of it. I also like to just remember who I am and remember like my last name. Remember my family. So yeah, uh, I went through a shit ton of names. Um, What's the worst one? Opus. Okay. Like a you Magnum know, Opus type. No, like, a, like you know, like an opus, like you're, you're a, a great work. That's what it like, a like a music work or something. That's what that's called. Okay. Um, and my friends was like, that sounds like old pussy. So do not call oh. yourself that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Emily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Adrian Lyric, named after my aunt. That's probably one of my more favorite ones. I like right. that. Um, that's kind of when I started rapping with that name. Uh, Priceless was right. another one.
1: Reminds me of Precious.
0: Uh, precious, like Push Sapphire Precious, the movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like she like some people just own like a name. Yeah, and I feel like she owns that that name. <laughs> so anything even close to that, I just think of her for yeah. whatever reason.
0: Um, yeah, that. And then I was just like, I just want to be myself.
1: There we go. It's gotta help a little bit with SEO, right? There's not a lot of other people that have live with a T at the end.
0: No, not with the T. There mm-hmm. There's like live.e, there's uh Olivia's. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the T is, I think, at least what helps right. find me, yeah.
1: But it was a plus for a while or no? Because I feel like a few years ago there was a plus and now I've been looking at it and it's a T.
0: It's it's always been a T. I just like, for labeling, like branding, okay. I liked the way that looked. Got it. Um, And so it was like a plus sign. Some people were like, are you a Christian artist is it like a oh. cross? And oh. I was like, absolutely not. Um, and then just for like, some people can't find a way to type that cross. Right. So I was like, okay, well, it is just a T. So you could just put a lowercase T. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I ended up with the lowercase T just cause people aren't going to search for, okay, how do I look up a cross?
1: Right. I'm going to out myself right now, but like I have a Google phone, which i separate from being an android phone but i yes. guess it's still an android phone <laughs> but basically still sometimes if someone uh, someone's post something on like instagram or whatever if it's an emoji my phone doesn't recognize so it'll be like a square box or something uh, yeah. so like I, what if like someone had like an emoji name like i how would i even be able to type it in exactly you'd okay. be like who the fuck is this yeah <laughs> i'm dead so you so you grew up in Lakewood Tacoma or
0: Lakewood Washington and is that the way Lakewood t- is different than Tacoma. It, they used to be the same. So oh. Lakewood used to be Tacoma. Um, and then it became its own city. I want to say 1997. Wow, I could be wrong. Um, but I grew up in Lakewood. And I always say Lakewood by way of 56th Street in Tacoma because my sister lived in Tacoma. So I spent a lot of my time in Lakewood mm-hmm. with my mom and then a lot of time with my sister because she moved like up and down 56th Street and um Tacoma and so that just was a huge part of my childhood um that's where I was raised where I grew up where I was born I was pretty much in in those two cities so that's why I'm like oh I need to like and people always like to put like people who make music in Seattle as Seattle artists and I don't Mm. consider myself that because I'm not from here right um and I was like okay I need to like make it clear I am from Lakewood Washington (laughs) got it like 253 that is that's me that's where I'm from um, not trying to claim anywhere else. Wait, isn't
1: there, a, or is it Stanwood? Stanwood. There's another city. In, it's either Lakewood or Stanwood, where there's a South version in Washington, which is Lakewood, and then like in the North, there's a Lakewood. Or it's either. It
0: might be Sta- I've never Stanwood
1: heard in the North and Stanwood in the South.
0: It has to be a Stanwood because I've never heard that of Lakewood.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll google check it later but also like it's so weird how mi- so many cities just in the united states have the exact same name like for example there's like a bend there's like a redmond oregon and there's a redmond washington bend yeah. or there's a
0: there's bend. other lake i'm pretty sure it's, i think it's like a lakewood california there's, there's definitely... another
1: seattle there's like a seattle in kentucky
0: or some shit like that that i didn't know that's yeah. kind of fucking crazy. i think
1: it's kentucky or it might be kansas it's one of the k's interesting i'm pretty sure but like I don't know. I feel like it makes more sense for it to be here because you know, Chief Seattle versus yeah, why? That's why, why I'm like,
0: they... I wouldn't understand why it would be anywhere else. That's why I would think it's not. That's right. kind of crazy.
1: So, how did you get started? We're going to go in your background and then yeah. to present. Um, how did you get started in music? Is it hanging out on Fifty Sixth Street? You sure no, some uh... boys rapping on the.
0: <laughs> My sister actually. Okay. Um, she was a singer, and she kind of just like pushed music onto me in like the best way mm-hmm. um and i think she saw like i liked singing and so she would like force me to sit at like our little keyboard and like match pitches and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i used to hate it um but it ended up being something that just stuck like i mean just i always like my early time listening to music like she kind of put me onto a lot of cool artists and just um 90s hip-hop r&b um I mean I was like really young listening to Mary J Blige and, so um, and like bumping Alanis Morissette type yeah. shit um and so I was like it just kind of stuck and I think like my first time I got on stage I was like kindergarten I was the lead in the little red hen that fucking musical um oh, yeah. and it's kind of I don't know I it it's I don't know it's addicting also just being creative is like addicting so I was like oh I think I don't know I'll always want to do this right. I'll always want to perform and be fucking a class clown which I was and I love to entertain, so I was like, oh, this is great. And then I, like, always was in choir and shit, mm-hmm. but the idea of, like, being a musician um, and doing it as, like, part of my life, I think it, it was just in the back of my mind, because in my mind it was like, okay, I got to go to college at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love fucking sports, so I was like, I was always involved in something. And it kind of wasn't – I didn't take it seriously until I went to college. I went to WSU mm-hmm. School of Music, go kooks. Um and I really started to kind of hone in and take it serious there and just kind of learn just the discipline of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they canceled the music business program the year I got there. So I was also like, fuck, I need to learn how oh. to do this, not just how to perform. Right. Um, so I went and I remember like buying all these music business books. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like study music, but then like study music business just so that I know how to kind of make this work. And I was in a really great band at the time, um, Genevieve, shout all out right. to them, still my brother's um, and that's kind of where I was like, okay, I'm really gonna keep taking this serious and uh, figure out how to just make this a part of my life just because I was like, there's a way to do it. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, you started
1: out in, in bands. That's super cool. Yes. But like, what type of bands though? Because when I think of bands, I think of like rock and roll. Were you in like a band that had like a hip hop artist or yeah. R&B artist in it? Okay. It was like,
0: they they always said we were like a hip hop fusion, okay. alternative fusion band. Kind of think like gym class heroes type. Okay. What happened to those guys? Yeah, they were... Ugh, I love them. <laughs> um, and you could sit... like There's like a, a documentary, like a short doc about us online. Mm. Um, we released like a whole project together. Um, and you guys
1: met in college or... Yeah.
0: Cool. We... Shout out to Jacob. We had meet, like a piano class together. Um and I was trying to figure out this lick to this Lupe Fiasco song. And I was like, fuck, none of these fucking kids in this class are gonna know this song. Mm. And I looked at him, I was like, he's the only like POC person in this class. And I was like, I know this nigga knows mm. <laughs> this Lupe Fiasco song. <laughs> um and I remember I asked him about it, and he was like, Oh yeah, I kinda like you kind of do it like this. Um and I was like, Yeah, what's your name? And we just kinda like connected. He's like, Yeah, my name's Jacob. Um, you should come back to me and my like my dorm, me and my homies, we got a group, you know, we perform, we mm. like try to write songs. And I was like, sure. And I hadn't, like, I kind of spent the first year of school just because I did, like, running stores. So I was like, I don't know. I was like, I have a year to just bullshit. Right. Um, and I didn't, I, like, kind of bullshitted the first year, took one music class. And then the second year, I was like, okay, let me, like, really hone in on this. Um, but I hadn't, like, performed mm-hmm. since, like, I think at that point it had been, like, three or four years. It's a little red hen. Yeah, not a little. And <laughs> I performed in high school. But, like, yeah. I hadn't performed since high school. And so... I get like the first time I meet them, they're like, "Oh, we have a like performance, in the like, um, I forget like North Side. It was like one of the cafes there mm-hmm. on like Tuesday. Just hop on." And I was like, "Wait, like perform this Tuesday? I haven't even performed in years." They're like, yeah, just fucking hop on. Like, mm-hmm. we're just we'll just learn these two songs real quick and everything. And I remember like for two days we were like practicing all the way up until this like performance, and I was like so fucking anxious. There's also video footage of this somewhere. Mm. It was so bad. (laughs) Like, I didn't know what to do with my fucking hands. I'm like, my voice was just like cracking. And that sometimes still like sneaks its way in that like performance anxiety. I like, I was like, what the fuck? I just remember I was like, I can't, I couldn't project. Like, I couldn't like sing out. It was so bad. And they were like, no, it's cool. Like, we'll just keep working on it. You should still, we should still make music together. Um, And that's kind of like from then on, I was like, okay, no, let me, I need to figure out this stage fright shit. Um, I want to keep writing music, and then we were like a band for the next like four years at WSU. Wow, um, we performed at SpringFest. Like we opened up for the Ying Yang Twins uh, Shout one to the year. Ying Yang Twins. Uh, we won like Battle of the Bands a couple times. Um, God, we did. Yeah, we did a lot. We opened up for Macklemore hey. one of the years. We performed there. Um, it was like Macklemore and Grinch, and then uh, yeah, Macklemore Grinch and somebody else like something Market. I forget at the time. Common Market. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we like we
1: Throw did that. a lot,
0: and then it was like, oh, okay, we're gonna school's about to end, mm-hmm. and like I was gonna graduate first, and then some of them were still gonna stay, and so it kind of like was like a natural ending. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like animosity and like that was just like where we all were gonna be. Mm. And so after that, I was like, I guess I gotta do this thing by myself.
1: Do you think nowadays, like, if you had gone to school now, do you think it would have been more easy to? staying together as a band like doing you could do like zoom sessions and honestly
0: i think it would i think the way everyone kind of went was the way it was gonna be got it um i don't know if everyone wanted to do like the stuff i'm doing now and just like the the mental it like takes the time it fucking takes um yeah in addition to the other shit you have to do i don't i don't know if everybody wanted to do that which is fair like this shit is not um for the it, it takes a lot It takes a fucking lot. 100%. So, and it's not just like just performing anymore. So, yeah. And I think they knew like I was always going to really be dedicated to this stuff.
1: So you're talking about performing. Why do rappers like, you know, (laughs) use their hands so much?
0: I think it's like energy. Like it's like it helps like exude and emote. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, at least for me, that's like helps kind of get that energy out. I will never do that. (laughs) Only (laughs) drunk on the dance floor, never on stage.
1: Yeah, I wish I can't even dance Oh, I, don't I feel like my dreams that. were crushed when I was young. I did too many carpet spins in my... Carpet I, you spins? Know, you know, when you, you try to do like the...
0: Like on your head, like break dancing.
1: No, you just, you know, when you're a kid trying to twirl around and then your parents are like, what the fuck are you doing? A little bit. You know where you think you're break dancing, where you're just spinning around in a circle? Oh
0: yeah, when kids just be like moving and yeah, just doing stuff, yes. But
1: I was so bad, I think... My parents crushed my jeans. They're
0: like, what are you doing? And
1: then I was like, that stuck with me. Everybody so can now, move their
0: body. You you give me like, whoa, you can move your body.
1: Maybe like so the amount of people that have asked me if I, if I have ADHD, I don't think I do. But like, <laughs> so I don't know. You're just like if I do, it's definitely undiagnosed. And why would I want to know?
0: Don't you love when people just self-diagnose? Yeah.
1: Or my third grade teacher. Fuck, what was her name?
0: Oh. She said you had ADD.
1: Yeah, she tried to. She mislayered. I think. Oh God. <laughs> not shout out to her. Nah, I don't even. Hopefully, she's still. I don't even know if she's still alive. I'm not even that old, but there's so many of my elementary school teachers that have already like passed away from mostly old age, which is kind of too. yeah. But like, she had like this meeting with my parents, and tried to tell them that they should put me on like Adderall or something and my parents mm. got so offended which is kind of good on them though like yeah. cuz a lot of teachers kind of I don't know if it's that common but I've heard it a few times like teachers try to tell parents what to prescribe their kids especially black kids yeah yes. and my 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 parents were not having it so yeah. shout out to my parents for that <laughs> yeah so I don't know I'm just I'm just high on sunshine and these studio lights
0: I I think like anybody who's like a creative We just are always like bouncing because we're just like going. So yeah,
1: but I didn't know I was. Maybe I'm creative. I'm guessing I'm creative, but like this is creative work. Yes, right. Definitely creative. But I think I wouldn't have. I don't think I understood that until Mm. maybe two or three years ago when I started the podcast. Yeah. Before that, I would think I was more logistical, I guess. But do you Mm. do you think that you can be born one way or another, or do you think it's just something you kind of come across where?
0: I think, like, I, I, there's a term, indigo child.
1: Okay. I had, hey, that's my biggest episode on my my conspiracy podcast. <laughs> indigo ch- children? Yeah. Starseeds, indigo children. Like, it's, like, it's, it does really well on YouTube. Like, I, a lot of I
0: think that that's a real thing, and I think, like, a lot of creatives, like, we are born that way, just different, quirky. Um... But then people say, like, everyone is that, so I don't know. Hmm. Like, no? No, I've definitely meant some people, you're not an indigo child, okay. in any sense of the word. Like... I have a niece right now who it's like she is definitely a little indigo uh-huh. child. I've been saying that since she was like young. I'm like you're just different. You just like see things different. Um some people just don't get you. They're just yeah. going to you're just going to naturally walk in like conflict. To so some people are going to be like they absolutely love the way you are and some people are just like no, nah, you're not for me. And it's like oh, I get
1: that a lot.
0: It is what it is. <laughs> like that's kind of been my I had like a elementary teacher Miss McKay, huh. rest in peace. Oh man. She said told my mom like Olivia is going to be one of those kids Teachers are gonna love her. Or they're gonna hate her, mm-hmm. and you kind of just are gonna have to deal with that. And that has been my life. Not even just like teachers. It's just like you're some people's cup of tea,
1: and you're not. Damn. So, was your was your family pretty supportive of you being like creative growing up, or where did they want you to like go to school for something else or <laughs> what?
0: My mom and my sister were creative. My mom was just like, "I want you to do, you know, as long as you get your grades in school." She mm-hmm. was always she's big on that. Like, yeah. um. And then just do stuff to keep you out of trouble. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. My sister was always supportive of me being creative. Um, my dad wanted me to do business.
1: My mm.
0: um, brother wanted me to join the military. He's in the military, so. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> Could you see yourself <laughs> in the military?
0: Uh, I mean, for the the team aspect and the leadership aspect, I think I would thrive. But there's the morally and just ethics right. wise, I think we align differently I
1: feel like you can rock a camo outfit though
0: i definitely i think <laughs> absolutely the military aesthetic i could work i mean i could you don't have to necessarily wear makeup all the time i could you know i could have short hair yeah um i don't know i could be there's like this I, like women can be more masculine and it's like kind of accepted i don't actually i don't know but yeah. it's just i definitely could do it but it's just not i i found i've found other ways to Serve my community, serve my country. I think that's important. Yeah. And mostly, when I say that, I just mean like serving my community is really what's important. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna. <laughs> 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 <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> so
1: how how would you say you uh, you serve your community?
0: Um, I used to well, a few things. Um, first and foremost, I used to uh, volunteer a lot mm. when I was younger. Um, I love working with young people. Uh, Working with kids, specifically like middle school, Mm -hmm. just because that's like a like a crazy time. yeah. And that's like the best time to like get in there and like, all right, sit your ass down and we got to like get you right kind of thing. Um, And so like even before I went to college, I was I was volunteering and and going into schools and like doing like workshops with young people just about like personal development type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in college did that. And then when I graduated, I did AmeriCorps for two years. Awesome and taught like college and career readiness for two years to middle schoolers. Um, and then during that time, I also developed like a program for mm-hmm. young artists and just teaching them like the whole point of it was called Project Rise and it was like to teach them about being an artist is more than just performing. It's also about like civic engagement. And mm-hmm. then it's like, where do you stand as a fucking artist? Like, what do, you, what do you stand on? Like, you don't have to be perfect, but like this is like a gift and what are you gonna do with it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, what was that like? Is it, like, hard to, like, make a program? It was it was really hard only because, like, I did it out of my own, like, AmeriCorps money. There wasn't, mm-hmm. like, so I had to, like, pool resources. Um, I had to fucking, like, I did a lot of work with, like, his name is, like, Kenji and Fab Five and, like, did workshop with kids. Okay. Um, the school, took a minute for the school to get behind it because um, I was, like, new and they were, like, who the fuck are you trying to start a program? Um, yeah. Some teachers were haters because kids want to do my program more than they wanted to play sports so it's like i mean what the fuck you want to do these kids want to express themselves you know yeah um yeah it was hard but it was like probably one of the most stressful but fulfilling things i've ever done because to me it's like i don't do this shit just to like beat my chest and say i'm cool like i think it's like i do it so that i can help somebody else also any young woman who's like like me or looks like me or acts like me so they know like oh shit she's out here Being herself and doing this shit, I can do that. Yeah, Um, it's fulfilling. Yeah. I also volunteered with the service board here in Seattle. I did like a year of that, which is fucking a cool ass program where they like teach kids personal development and civic engagement through snowboarding and community service. So it was like we would snowboard on Saturdays or do community service and then meet every Wednesday for like three hours. It 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 was intense, but it was hella cool. Like if I get rich, that's a program I'm donating to.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. I wish I had, yeah, more, like, of a road when I was in middle school. I guess it's, it's pretty young, but I feel like you're at least you're more. Yeah. It's easier. I feel like you, in, it's kind of hard to, like, wrangle in elementary school kids to, be, like, want to focus in on something. But I feel like I could have focused in on, because that's when I started doing sports and like, in yeah. middle school. So, like, they, they teach you how to do, I was in band and sports, but, like if I got into, like, podcasting or something, because you do see some artists that yes. are, like, like, what's his name? Like, Travis, right? He's, like, almost 10 years into making music and stuff, and he's yeah. only, like, 25, you know? And he,
0: he did... um
1: The residency. He did the residency. He also did the... That, there's, a poetry, there's a poetry...
0: There's thing. a poetry thing I thought he was a part of, too. Oh, my God. What's the... Po- I thought he did, a, like, a... Po- Maybe he just wrote poetry, but he was definitely involved in other, like, programs that... Wow.
1: Yeah, huh. Yeah. There was, like, radio in my high school. That's how I got into media, but... That's the only
0: reason I went to college. I did like a program in middle school called Gear Up. Like I wasn't even thinking about college until like seventh grade, and then they were like, "We're gonna teach you this once a week," and I was like, "Oh, I guess I could go to college." Sure.
1: That's I did so many college sponsorship programs, and then like the day I decided to go to college, I was like, "Nope," and I just like, (laughs) and I had like I won like so many programs. Like I was so focused and on that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, nope. I guess it's not for me, but I wish I could get that money and like put it towards something else. <laughs> Which
0: I, and I, I fuck with that because I'm like, I'm big in education, but I'm also like, if you actually know what you want to do or you're like, hey, I'm not going to go to school, but I'm going to like go hard in the paint for this thing. Like yeah. I'm completely for that as well. Yeah. Like also sometimes you just need time to figure your shit out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not a fan of the people who critique either direction and do nothing. Like yeah. you ain't, you're not going for anything. You're also not in school. You're not doing anything. So you have you shouldn't critique anyone on their process kind of thing. Like 100%. you should just go ahead and go to work and don't worry about what we're doing. <laughs> just go to
1: work. Yeah, I don't know. At this point I don't even I can't I couldn't have imagined going to school.
0: Do give me honest. call you give like give me the vibe that you would fit I'm in at a school. Young. Right? I don't
1: know. I'm hip from cool I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I just I guess I'm like you would find your tribe in no. here, like, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm making my tribe right now. Yes. Yeah. I, I have 300 members in my podcast cult, so that's okay, pretty Okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> a few more, and we could maybe take over Seattle.
0: There you go. That's a yeah. goal.
1: I don't know. Whoa, if I was in college, could I be like, I guess that's high school. What was that? Corbin B- Blue? Could I be Corbin Blue in high school musical? Are you giving yourself college? that because you have like the hair? I don't know. He's like the only, <laughs> I don't watch a lot of coming of age. I, of course, Oh, that, that's I like guess, my
0: favorite genre.
1: Really? I hate that genre. What? But I'm saying like I can't think of a lot of coming of age like actors or stuff. So well, like, coming I'm of saying, age isn't
0: just like young people and they go to college. Like that's a it, okay. yeah, Coming of age can be any age. It's the idea of like you're just transitioning. To I like Stranger
1: something. Things. Is that coming that's of a coming age? coming of age. That's the only thing I like. But that's it's kind of craziness of in that. Like I just started watching it. Well, I watched the first season before it was popular because I'm hip and cool. Oh, gosh. And then, uh, <laughs> and then it caught on, right? And then they had three more seasons and they just wrapped up. Is this their, I think the fourth season is their final season. They might be, I have no idea if they're doing I a they fifth whole
0: season. have a whole half, season and a half.
1: Left? Yeah. To make? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Should have waited longer.
0: Yeah, season <laughs> but, and a <laughs> But basically I
1: started watching it last week, season two. And I'm already almost on season four. Like I'm kind of it's a obsessed good, Yeah. good
0: shit I'm not a sci fi, but it's the only oh, like, like sci fi but I can't I've like really watched.
1: No shade to Euphoria, but I can't I couldn't watch Euphoria. I tried one oh, episode. Oh, it's a great
0: show. By the way, you said my song was featured in Euphoria, it was not. I swear to god what I read my was so, on, I have a song called Euphoria. I read something where it was featured in Euphoria. I, I promise you I would know if my song was featured in Euphoria. Maybe in the future. Definitely. Sade in to Infinity. Sade to Infinity was never in Euphoria.
1: Why is that typed on my notes then?
0: I have no idea. That literally. Do you not know that? And it is? (laughs) I (laughs) talked to so many
1: people about this. No
0: one can. They they would have to pay me a a significant amount. Not, Not in Euphoria.
1: No, I swear. It was this whole article I read, and that it was saying, like, your song was used at an important part of the show where two of the characters, like, like, like kissed for the first time or some shit. No,
0: I, I promise you, I no, would know if I my promise, song was. I
1: promise you. You send
0: me that article because lived. But you're manifesting that, and we're this. This was like we're gonna look back on this interview when it actually is. But it's not manifesting, I swear
1: to God. No, literally. when it
0: actually is in the show, I'm gonna run this clip with the actual show clip and be like, <laughs> "It's Blake called it first on his podcast." <laughs> I swear,
1: I'm gonna have to find this because there's. I wonder if just randomly. Yeah. I, nah. Yes. Oh.
0: <laughs> you misread? Fuck. <laughs>
1: it says one of her latest, Sade to Infinity, was directed by Bailey Williams and drew inspiration from romantic scenes. Yeah. Teen...
0: It's okay. <laughs> I mean, you're, you can edit all that to make it. <laughs> wow. So that we didn't mis- make... <laughs>
1: Wow, okay, we're mani- We're manifesting.
0: But yes, I'm telling you, this is going to be, a word. I'm okay. saying this now, this is going to be the promo for when my song is actually in Euphoria. We're not okay.
1: even cutting it, this is part of it. Um, <laughs> see, but yeah, I can't, I can't stand, like, fucking Camp Rock would never watch, High School Musical would never watch, right. Euphoria, I tried oh, the first episode. So, it's like, it's um, so good.
0: I mean, some people are on the fence, though.
1: I'm not even, like, a big fan of, like, Stand By Me. Some people love that movie.
0: That's a classic. It's, it's kind of sad, though.
1: Like, I don't know. The only scene I really like is when they jump off the train tracks. That's and they get crazy. the
0: the things all over their bodies, right? When they go when they go in the water.
1: Is that where they, or was that earlier? Oh no,
0: that's just when they swim when they're yeah, like. Yeah, they got go the go leeches. Swimming. Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, that's the only part that stands out to me, I guess, in that movie. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. Maybe I didn't enjoy my coming-of-age experience. So I was That's like, fair. But I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. I feel like everything happens. Again, it happens.
0: doesn't have to be young. It, it could be any like It could be 60? Yeah, it should, it's about like-
1: Like those commercials that are like, I can't wait till I'm a grown-up and there's it's like 60-year-olds.
0: No, I'm saying like it's literally about just something that happens and it changes someone's trajectory of life. And that can literally happen if you're fucking 10, 16, 60, 35. Like, so a midlife crisis? No. Sure. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show This Is Us? I heard of of age. Yes, I've heard of it. Yes, that's like a coming of age show, but it's not about young people. It's like mixed in, but it's not like fully what the show's. And it's like
1: super sad or something.
0: Yeah, I cry every fucking episode.
1: Yeah, my my one of my clients, they have a TV. (laughs) No, they have a podcast where they review tv episodes and they were talking about it it's so. Funny. and they literally were crying on the episode they were crying on, on the podcast talking I about it. i
0: believe it I every fucking episode i cried
1: see so like rom-coms and stuff too or what I like
0: like some rom-coms i like black ones i don't know like,
1: oh i haven't seen that one i want to see that one with uh tenzo washington's son what's his name and zendaya i actually haven't seen that you know what i'm talking about though the black and white yes one. i think it's i haven't seen Netflix. it because i heard
0: it was like eh, so i was like oh i'll just wait till i'm in the mood to watch it
1: yeah that, that's kind of sometimes some mu- music or or like movies you really have to be in the mood to like appreciate yeah something
0: that's one of those like yeah. i'll get to it eventually
1: like i have like a let me show you. you probably can't see it from here but i have like a list of movies and songs and things to listen to. That you're just like,
0: I'll get to it? Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> so these are my movies that go,
0: oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm big on taking notes. I feel I, guess. That. I like that. But I don't like taking no shade to interviewers. I hate when interviewers have like notes next to them. Ah, you know? interesting. That's why I don't have notes. I kind of memorize. And you like everything. to just kind
0: of go with the flow. Yeah. But like, I
1: kind of remember, like sometimes I like memorize what I'm going to say mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm in a very controlled environment when I do interviews and stuff. <laughs> like I've interviewed so many people that like I kind of know what someone's reaction is going to be hmm. and be like, I'm not going to break this down on camera. Actually, <laughs> but, Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. That's why I'm like everywhere but not anywhere at the same mm-hmm. time. But that's something I want to work on. Um, let's, let's talk about cut. Um, oh, that's man. a big jump. Yeah, but um, I'll see what
0: I actually can talk about.
1: I think cuts cool. Cut, yeah, I don't know okay. much about right. it except it has like a massive following. Um, it takes the headquarters are in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone can be part of it from uh, a nine to five Joe to someone in the music industry and I think the, anything. The
0: goal is like primarily real people. Yeah,
1: like that. Um, yeah. I think that's, cool. so. what I was trying to get at with, I feel like I focus so much on interviewing like artists and business owners and people in an industry that people in the industry know who I am, mm-hmm. but like, I, f- I don't like, And seriously, like my main audience is like other artists, which is kind of cool, but yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like that's hard. For me to connect with like every day, like even some of my friends that just have normal jobs, it's kind of yeah. hard to connect with them. And then I need to figure out how the city of Seattle and outside of will really like get what I'm, you know, get yeah. who I, what I'm doing. So <laughs> I, totally get that. I think Cut's kind of cool because it's everyday people yeah, and people tune into that versus, because really there's definitely more everyday people than... Artists. So if I solely focus on every um, artists, True. that's gonna limit me. Kind versus... of put you in a
0: box. Put your put your audience in a box. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's what I that's what I've taken away from Cut is that it really does. A, I think that's one reason why probably you guys have a, probably have a good marketing budget, but on top of that, like the fact that it is everyday people. Every, just an everyday Joe can watch that as well. Yeah. And be like, I mean, I I think
0: the the goal, I mean, it's, it's social experiments with real people. I think the goal is we like real people and like getting stories. I mean, that's my favorite part about working there is just meeting new people and getting stories and Mm. learning about people's new stories and learning about people's different human experiences. I think it informs me as just a person and as an artist, just meeting all types of people from all different walks of life, all different types of views, um, it's hella cool. Like it's, it's never boring.
1: Yeah. When did, do you know when, like, how I got it start? And for people who don't know what Cut is, it's like, I think it's like, it's just, it's not just a YouTube platform, or is it?
0: Yes, it's, a, it's like a YouTube channel. Can I, ooh,
1: can you give me my water, by the way? Yes. Um, Thank
0: you. And I believe, I'm like, ooh, I'm not the best with Cut history. um, But I believe it was, like, started by three people and grew to a com- the company that it is now. Um, I, I've only been with them for like a year and a half hey nice congratulations Um, though thank you but yeah i'm not super that's like the best super condensed version of the history Mm. um but yeah it's like just kind of started doing video experiments that went viral and they were i think the first one that went viral was grandma smoking weed for the first time and when like how many years ago was that or is that like god that was seven or eight years ago oh so it's been a Mm, it's I been around for a
1: while i don't know how i just found out what it was like less than a year ago
0: it's been it's been around for a while
1: i think the only reason why i know what it is is because it started showing up on other platforms like on snapchat as like a yeah. discovery page tiktok and all yeah instagram so that's how i think i don't know for whatever reason
0: i think unless you're like a you like i was never like someone who was on youtube like watching series on youtube it was yeah was more just like People send me videos here and there, and like when I'm searching stuff for music videos. But I mean, from 2009 to now, like that's you know YouTube like grew up and like people or blew up, excuse me, and like people were on it watching. And I think that's where you probably would have seen more cut videos of like you mm. were like on like YouTube and like those people who were just like on it. I was never like hardcore on YouTube. Got it. Back in the, like my partner was, but not me. Like I got it. So
1: and do you like are the owners like? Around like, do you talk to them or do you just get like? Is it like kind of a corporation no. where it's like you don't know Bill Gates or freaking those type? You know, like well, that type I think
0: of one deal? of the co- the co-founder, no, two of the co-founders I work with, yeah, okay. And then I think the rest, you know, you just like go to different or do something different. Yes,
1: yeah, so because I, I always wonder what happens to like media. Because I guess you know, like Microsoft or whatever. Like Bill yeah. Gates, he's not actually making, but they're uh, like
0: a huge. This is like still like a small, still. But like I feel company. like what happens
1: to like media. Platforms do people like do the founders still stay yeah. part of it or do they separate and that's something I think about when it comes to like other media entities like mm-hmm. even in Seattle like Seattle Times Coma yeah. KXP like the people that started it or are the CEOs are they really in the know of what's going on yeah you know just so,
0: that's I will say cuts a small team like we're all got it in communication I would say
1: nice so from what I've seen it's usually like a white backdrop is that yeah is that like a skateboard bowl you know like i've seen like studios where it's like you know like oh hop. yeah yeah like is it that, has
0: kind of like a lip that goes yeah
1: is that what it is yeah wow people
0: come in i think it's way bigger than it is and it's not that
1: yeah big see that's what's so cool though like that's what we do with um this specific space you know it looks way bigger on camera yeah but um
0: you know oh I, the I'm white like,
1: box or the black box either one works yeah. i don't know Maybe it would be the same if it was blue or I don't know. But for whatever reason, White black... does
0: seem just feels like kind of just infinity, like non, like never ending. Yeah. Which is why I think people think it's just so huge when they come in. Mm. Um, so,
1: so how do people, do you know how people get like picked to be on that show?
0: I mean, you, we have like casting you can sign up for and then we like pick people based on like, oh, this, they seem interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple actually, which is why I got to get you in a video.
1: Hey, hell yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do, do people? Because from my understanding, people don't get like tagged in it. Yeah. So do people ever like are people ever able to like make a career off of being in a cut video? Versus, I know like that, Travis Thompson did one because that one yeah. was so specific to his
0: yeah him and his mom. I think like I, I wasn't there when they made that video, but I, I think that was just like one of those rare occasions. But I think for the most part the goal is not the goal is just to highlight real people the goal isn't to make like youtube stars mm. i think and i think some people just assume that you know when you're going to be online and people have millions of millions of subscribers and they're going to see you and boom i'm going to go like viral right um but that's like not the goal of cut and that's like not even how location
1: it works. right you guys don't want people to really know where people are
0: i mean people do like cuz there's videos on the channel that we've like said where we are located and stuff oh, got it. um i think i mean obviously you want to protect people, protect identities of people. Like, there's mm. there's so much. I mean, the internet's insane. So, in, and especially if you have people on a channel and they're, like, talking about their feelings or talking about views of something and people, like, disagree. Um, I think it's, like, it's just a matter of safety. Like yeah. It could, like, anyone putting something online can go left and it could fuck up everything um, if they're not, like, in a safe space as far as, yeah. like, on the internet.
1: People are... Fans can be... Yeah, uh, I don't, crazy. I'm just gonna say it. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> offend anyone, but fans can be really crazy. For example, yeah. um, one of my clients and friends. I'm gonna be very vague because I don't want him to get mad or somehow being like, "Oh, I could look this up." <laughs> but basically, one of my um, clients, he he has a really like a massive following, and he recently bought some property somewhere, mm-hmm. and. He, he like said like one sentence about like the weekend he bought it. Oh, geez. and just saying the weekend he bought the property. People looked it up. People looked it up, like were able to find where he lived or like taking pictures of his house and all Jesus. that. Jesus, yeah. Uh, it's see, like, it's like some super like mega fans would, like do stuff
0: like that. Yeah, no, that's like a that's a, that's a prime example of just the internet, and you have to be careful what you say in that sense and like. Mm-hmm bam people show up at your house that's fucking
1: yeah that's a lot how did you get involved with cut if you have a music background
0: um i wonder how many people have thought that or wondered that well outside of music i've always like worked in and created like video stuff Uh um i mean since college i've like done editing did video stuff um I do a lot of my own promo mm-hmm. and video making. It's only within the last couple of years I've outsourced some things. Um, so I've always been interested in that and I've, I've always loved the idea of telling stories um, and I love talking to people. Um, and I got laid off during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I used to work for um, a company called Seattle Theater Group. Oh, I'm not nice. familiar with them. They run oh, yeah. the Paramount and the Moore and the Neptune. Um, so I was let go from there and I was kind of just like... Wait, what were you doing for them? I was the executive assistant there. Oh, nice. Um, so I was working for them when I got let go, I was like, all right, next job I do. I want to do music and it has to be something else that aligns with my work and my goals creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, like my goal is like to be like a, my own version of like Issa Rae and a Donald Glover, mm-hmm. like a mix. You know what I'm saying? Um, not just one thing. And so they put a job up that I felt like I think I'm qualified for this. And it was like a starter position just to like kind of learn.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I went through the interview process and I got the job and I was like, okay, I'm about to do music and I'm going to do cut and like this can work. Wow. Um, so it allows me to be creative visually. Um, it just keeps my, that muscle going. And then I also get the capacity to be able to do music, which I think is great. Like it's not, um, stressful in the sense of like, I can't focus on music. Mm -hmm. Um, they're also just super cool and supportive of that aspect of my life. Um, yeah it's a a great place to work
1: dang that's that's cool like to find something that kind of relates to what you're doing or want to do yeah i feel like a lot of people get trapped doing what they don't want to do and then their their dreams and aspirations go farther and farther and
0: farther it kind of sucks the fucking energy out of you that's i mean that's kind of the position i was in when i got let go like it just with the pandemic Mm. and everything that was going on and i was working at a predominantly white institution while all that fucking um you know, that summer, George Floyd and all that stuff. So I was just like, God, I just, I was just not happy. So it was kind of for the best that when I got laid off and I was like, gave me time, just think about what I really wanted to do and uh, kind of manifested Mm -hmm. the cut job the same way I'm manifesting my song in Euphoria. Yeah, there we go. Um, Well, you also,
1: man, I really hope I'm not getting all this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, now I'm like, who knows what you researched? Um,
1: But you had a post adding Issa Rae like, did you do something with her? Or oh, what well,
0: I'm a, I, so I'm a part of um, their euphoria? sync family now. Not <laughs> euphoria. So basically my, my music is like in a catalog of, of other artists that they work with. And their job is to help me get my music in shows. Hey. Um, which that is like truly something that could, um, I mean, that's how like a, a real way artists can make money. Mm-hmm. That's not streaming where it's like you get these sync placements and so you are you get paid to have your song be in, um, be in a show, which, I mean, helps with exposure. It helps with streams. It helps just with opportunities of just people learning about you. Yeah. I'm like really, really big on getting music from shows and movies. Since I was a kid, I used to want to be a music supervisor.
1: That's where I get a lot of my favorite songs because you visually see something and exactly. like that impacts how you feel. Like there's it's like
0: this... more of an experience, right? hmm and so I've always felt like when I experience songs, that's when it sticks to me the most. And I fucking, I've gotten so many great songs from movies from just since I was a kid where I just, I would like wait till the credits go and I'd like wait to see like, okay, what were the where was the song at in the movies before yeah. we could like look it up. Yeah. Um. And I'd be like, all right, oh wait, that song. And I'd like fucking go to like some way to try to find it online and try to download it. Um. And so now I'm like glad that that's like a part of like the culture now of mm-hmm. like, saying who is like what's the song playing making playlists um I think Issa Rae was great in like pioneering not even no she didn't pioneer because I think that it it hadn't been done in a long time of like really finding artists people don't know and putting it in a show I think the last um person I knew who really did that I can't remember her name but she was like the music supervisor for the OC I don't know if you ever saw that show but that was like a show where it was like hella bands got put on that people didn't know because they were like their music was featured on that show or like they'd give them guest spots. Death Cab for Cutie mm. was fucking on that show and like blew up after that show. Um, and so, so to be a part of that now, yeah, um, that's just gonna like help one you get more people to listen to your music. Um, and then also that's how artists—that's one way artists can really make money.
1: Hell yeah, I think I think I've always been into that to the point like my first ever my first ever rap album was. An album that I'm. It's weird that no one. Knows Wait, you it. made a rap album? No, like bought.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. The first
1: <laughs> ever rap album I ever bought was Will Smith Born to Rain. Do you know that album? See, no one knows no. that fucking album. Okay. Also,
0: you bought. Your first rap album bought was a Will Smith album. I just yeah. want to be very clear on the record with that. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like six or seven years. I was six or seven years old. Okay. Yeah. And he was. Yeah, I say you that. You have and your then musical people, taste yet? Yeah, it's okay. are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. There was like this one artist. He tried to like, like it was on the front cover. It was like introducing Trey Knox, and it was like this artist he was trying to like blow up on the album, yeah. and like Trey. And there's, Trey, Trey yeah, either. exactly. He didn't get go anywhere. <laughs> but my first ever album, in general was the Cars the movie soundtrack, you know? So, like, I've always been into, like, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: You went from Will Smith to the Cars soundtrack, and I'm like, I need you to give me another album soon to make me be like, all right, Blake.
1: Uh, uh, um, I also had the Forrest Gump soundtrack.
0: I mean, that's actually not a bad soundtrack. I mean, that's just, like, great old... 60s 70s music, yeah right? I, I guess the first
1: digital download was yg's crazy life album okay so that was pretty cool
0: okay i was like i don't know where this is going with the Will yeah. smith in the car
1: i guess no one listens to will smith that much anymore
0: <laughs> uh, i mean if you would have said like, i think what it was big, big willie style smile. yeah that's like a big i had or... all those
1: albums i think that was the blue was, one were
0: you like a big fan of will smith
1: yeah yeah he was like okay. my inspiration in yeah growing up like i loved like i robot and i Great legend movie shark tales
0: oh that's and a great that's tales. a great soundtrack yeah great soundtrack um jo- a cr- there's a jojo song secret love okay. oh great song
1: i had a crush on the fish growing up angie a lot of people was. said that she was thick she had big <laughs> lips she was cute she was cute you're redeeming yourself from um, the person. The but like i don't know i don't pay i wasn't one of those people that was like oh no he, like of course it was bad that he you know slapped Chris Rock, but I wasn't like oh this breaks my oh. childhood dream because yeah, I, 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 I I obviously I, it was hilarious. I grew out of grew out of Will Will Smith, um, <laughs> not
0: as an actor right? He's a fucking fantastic actor.
1: What has he been in lately? I guess he was in the King James. Not what was that called? The the oh, see now no, no, no one so even Serena knows.
0: Williams and Vita's, see no one even King Phillips King Richard
1: King Richard okay I
0: thought that was a good movie.
1: Yeah, but. I want to be like, oh, I want to show this to people. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, I don't know. At least he's not like Jamie Foxx. I don't know. I like Jamie Foxx, but a lot of movies he's been dropping lately are very like. Oh, the one Netflix. One. I haven't seen it yet. Um, also, an amazing Shift. musician. Yeah, and in and com- in comic. Yes, um, but I don't know. Like he's kind of some of his movies like I haven't seen a good movie from him since like Django, because he's been he was like in mm. like he did some like corny action movies like olympus has fallen or whatever and yeah i don't know so but shout out to to soundtracks yeah or like there's this one song i think it's called space junk by wang chung i don't want to be wrong with that i think that's who it's by and it was from um the walking dead And I forget the main character's name, like the sheriff or whatever. He's like flying away in a helicopter. And there's like all these big explosions and like the the freaking, maybe there wasn't explosions, but I imagine explosions. There's like a lot of zombies on the ground and he's in a helicopter. And like, I think it's the end of the season. And they they play that song as it fades out and him in the the helicopter. So like, I always play that song. (laughs) You know, so like, if I'm driving in my car, I'm like, I'm in that fucking it's helicopter stuck. right now. Yeah. Like, what's your what's your favorite like soundtrack song of like all time? Ooh,
0: shoot, that's a really good. Ooh, that's so hard. Mm. Life on the highway, cars. That's a great. I sing that. Laugh on a the highway. Great song. I wanna ride. Oh mm-hmm. no. Um, sang that at my graduation actually. That's funny. oh
1: wow. See, cars <laughs> did.
0: It That was a. It was a good soundtrack. Um, God, I think like a classic, and this is like I watched this when I was like fucking really little, but it's like it has it's Whitney Houston, so it's like the Bodyguard soundtrack. Some people might not. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is that?" Um, most recent. I mean, Insecure, the series as a whole. Oh, I haven't seen it. That's, that's Issa Rae, though. You haven't seen
1: that? Is it a coming of age thing? No, not at all. You're telling me there's no. Is it coming I mean, up-
0: I don't know. You don't. I mean, you don't strike me as like someone who might like Insecure, but I think you'll like it.
1: What is it about Insecure? Man, black people living in Los Angeles. Is it like Atlanta? I like Atlanta.
0: Oh um, it's not. It's not as like. I feel like Atlanta has just a little bit more of like that, like
1: grittiness or comic,
0: High like highbrow art, where it's like some stuff is not. It's not going to be super straightforward, which I love that too. Right. Um, also love the Atlanta soundtrack, by the way. Yeah. But it's 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 more like best way I can say it is just like just black young people living in Los Angeles and like their life, what they go through. Could be considered a coming of
1: age. I'll try one
0: episode. I don't think you'll like it. Okay. If you, th- <laughs> um, <laughs> but that series as a whole has had one of the best runs music-wise mm-hmm. in the last like, I'd say 10 years. It was like, so great.
1: Dead pre- I think Dead Presidents is my favorite soundtrack. Okay, you know, that's a good like, soundtrack like too. That's Howard a good... Had Al Green on it. it had yeah. a lot of good songs. On love
0: it. Jones. That's another. Yeah. That's like a black one from the nineties. That's like great soundtrack.
1: That's too. I haven't seen it because it's too like rom romantic for me.
0: Uh, but see, black people like black romantic comedies aren't like they're like mm-hmm. at, aren't like no. <laughs> they're not like they're. I don't know. So there's like a certain like corniness to like white oh. ones, which I love too. But it doesn't. It, it's. I just. I think like sometimes black rom coms are a little more serious, with the exception of like if it's an actual comedy like a like a love and basketball or like a love jones is like it's not a i wouldn't even consider would it like a mm-hmm. love drama more than anything but like a fucking think like a man
1: oh i hate that <laughs> <laughs> i can't stand kevin hart
0: to <sighs> be honest yeah, he's not like my favorite actor at all i don't know is he anyone's i don't know because i thought he was in like he's like people's favorite comedian for sure yeah. there's people who love that um i feel like kevin hart is the same in every fucking movie he plays like he's just kevin hart
1: I thought he was in like blockbuster movies, but I was looking through his his movies the other day, and he's they're not they're all like kind of like B movies.
0: The ones with The Rock, I guess, are considered like
1: like Jumanji. Say, Jumanji's, say, Jumanji's one, probably one of his biggest. When they block- say
0: blockbuster, because his movies do do numbers, I think that's why they call them blockbusters. Because his movies, like when he's like in a featured in a movie, it does well.
1: But blockbusters, because I heard a theory that they do well because they they dump all like the money into him, and then the rest of, like, the scripts just go in the...
0: I mean, they they put a hell of money into marketing and shit, like, yeah.
1: But, like, because a lot of his movies, the scripts are really... Like, Jumanji is a blockbuster because of, like, the amount of money that went into the film itself. And it's the legacy of
0: just Jumanji. That's why people are going to, like, invest in that.
1: But a lot of his movies are kind of just, like, down-to-earth, low-budget type movies where they put all the money into having him on it. Yeah. So... That's why I'm saying like,
0: he does a, like a, comedies, it, romantic comedies. It's
1: almost like. like a B plus. It's not an A. It's not like an A movie. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I wouldn't even I, give I, it. Would, like it it like, wouldn't be a B, B movie because there are uh, some B
1: movies that I like better than
0: some. I would say some of his like, I would consider his some, movies. Yeah. he's just an A list actor, but like the movie that's, itself. How is that
1: possible though? That's such a. That's kind of cool. That's I think about that too. Like, how do you set up? That's kind of something you kind of... I don't know if you fall into that or you plan that in your trajectory.
0: I would say like, he... From watching his interviews, I think he's strategic of, like, low-cost movies, but mm. I can get paid high, so it's not gonna really going to cost me that much. It's not mm. going to cost me a lot of time. Yeah. Like, I can still, like, fuck, it's going to, what, two months doing this movie? Not even two months, and I, bam, I get the rest of the year off to with yeah. my family or I get time off, like...
1: Like, I think of The weekend. I think The weekends like... uh like a musical genius, mm-hmm. but then a lot of my friends that are artists are like, first of all, look at all of his credits. So there's a ton of people that help make it possible. He does
0: have a lot of people um,
1: helping. Him. Also, it could—it's pretty easy once you get the ball rolling to start making things connect. Mm-hmm. But like, it feels like all his albums are connected, like almost like a soundtrack. Mm. Um, He's but a you great like, but you can argue that. Once the ball is rolling, it's easier to shape that and have callbacks from newer albums and being like, see, yeah. it does connect versus playing that from A to Z. Yeah. So I,
0: I think he's fantastic musically. I, I also I don't think there's anything wrong if people, if you have writers or you have a team yeah. that's like part of the business, um, doesn't make you like less of a genius. Right. If someone co wrote a song with you, um, I think. Whoever the artist is who has to carry what that is, who has to help push that aesthetic, who has to help push that brand and be that person, that takes a lot to do. Um, and to do it on a level like his. I like and I don't believe he's the kind of artist that is just hands off and just tell me what to do and right. I'll do it. Like I think there's a lot. It's a lot more to it than just well, he has people helping him, so he's not a genius. I think any genius has had people working with them. 100%. You know. And had people helping them and giving them the space to be a genius.
1: Yeah back on the timeline you were at college you graduated uh, the band dispersed what were like the next steps for you like did you think you were going to become like uh solely a musician at that point or did you have like some jobs you didn't like like how far after college were you working at like the theater group and yeah
0: I actually took time off um just because after the, like everything with the band and just like ending school I was I was just kind of tired and mm-hmm. I didn't really I was like to be honest like scared to be out on my own like it's it's way easier to do it with a group of people versus you being that one person yeah um so I was like I for a while I kind of was just like I'm just gonna take a break I'm not gonna do anything with it and I like started to dabble in it like two years after I graduated um this was like I want to say it was like 2014 2015 kind of got back into it and was like okay what what am I as like a an artist by myself um and I like had started songs here and there I started a lot of songs it took mm-hmm. like years to start all these songs and it wasn't until um my dad passed in 2015 where I was kind of like okay I need to like really like life is short I need to do this shit like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do it I need to stop being scary and just do it especially if I'm teaching young people this is how you be an artist and these are the things you do and I'm not doing it. Right. I was kind of like, well, I'm a fucking hypocrite. Also, like, who am I to tell them if I'm not even doing it? Um,
1: that's an interesting perspective, though, because sometimes when pe- someone in someone's family like passes away, it goes the other way where they're like, I can't yeah. do I mean, there art. was
0: there was definitely like some hesitation, but I'm also like, I'm, I mean, I like, music is like everything. Music mm-hmm. and creativity is everything to me. So at the end of the day, that's also like my refuge. So, being able to write things and express myself is also like helpful, mm-hmm. you know. Um It's all it's stressful only when it's like I gotta release it and you gotta market it and you got people to like it. But the actual making music and singing is great. And it's like it helps, you know. Um And so at the time, like yeah, there's like a, there was like a moment of hesitation and like like having conversations with my brother about like, all right, what's what's the next steps? You know, like like you know my. Um, I wasn't really I was like kind of work I was working as like part time for like a dance camp in mm-hmm. Seattle. Um Ailey camp. Shout out to Alvin Ailey, American Dance Theater, they're Stop fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um i you're gonna see, I've done so many things. Yeah, yeah. Um and I was in grad school, but I was like I just I I was like I need to kind of hone in on what the fuck I'm doing. And my brother was kinda like, What's up? What are you what what's your next steps in the in your life yeah. kind of thing, you know? Um and that's when I kind of started saying, I'm gonna finish like my first project five summers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took like t- fucking t- the rest of like 2015 to really finish it and then like figure out. And that's when I was kind of like started to live up here, like live in Renton and work in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So getting a sense of like what's this music scene. Um, and for a while, like people, if people don't know you, they don't fuck with you, which is fine, because I'm the same way. Yeah. If I don't know you and I don't get a good vibe from you right off the bat, I just mm. I'm not gonna like throw myself into working with you, so I I, I totally understand that. Um, but at the time, the only person who wanted to work with me was Shayhon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out Shayhan. That, I know yeah. Shayhan. Um, him and Jared, uh, Sultans at okay. the time, and they were like willing to like work with me and make music with me. And I would say they're like the main reason I was able to kind of like start to get my foot in the door. Um, working on the Seattle music scene, even though a lot of people be hating on Shay Han, but mm. he's great. He lives in L.A. now. I've never met him, but I
1: like his music
0: works. Yeah, he lives listening. in he lives in Long Beach in Los Angeles or in California. Wow, there we go. Yeah, but so, him and Jared like produced. Um, well, it like did they help produce anything on Five Summers? No, I finished Five Summers, and I was trying to like just connect with more people, and I was after that project where they were like. Uh, I remember the I remember the email from Sean he was like I think you sound great and have great potential but we definitely can like do better right and I was like cool let's like work Um, and the first song we made together was fuckery so your band it's Gen- Genevieve Genevieve Genevieve
1: did that ever like have an impact on Seattle at all or did people know who you were from that <sighs> we band we did that more we we were super
0: Western, like Western. at at the college we were super popular Got at WSU we did some shows over here. Like we did a show at the White Rabbit and Nectar Lounge. What's but the White we just, Rabbit? Is that so around I don't think even? it's there anymore. I think it, ugh, there's something that's in its place. It's all in Fremont area. Okay. Um, but like we just because we where we lived, it was like hard to get over here to do music. Like we 100%. were like in school and we we were popular over there, but like we didn't have access to like sound off. Um, the residency wasn't a thing at that time, mm. and. Yeah, we kind of just had to make do with Pullman.
1: <laughs> mm. So, how, what was your first experience in the Seattle music scene? Then was it, and how was that meeting Shehan, or did you go to a concert before that? Or I what? would
0: say more so meeting Shehan. I mean, I, I, I mean, I went to his concert. I went to uh, it might have been him and like Mr. DC, aka Dave Cheney's concert. Um, He's on one of your projects. He is. But, like, that really, I would say, like, just meeting people mm. was starting to work with Shehan, And I was, like, in, I was, like, Shehan's background singer for a while in his band. Mm. Um, but then I was, like, as I was working with him, I was, like, okay, well, I got to keep continuing to start being a solo artist and, like, promoting stuff. I think the first person to ever, like, write, do a write-up about my music was Casey Carter. Shout out to her. John the Casey. Blow Up podcast. Um, think the Blow she, Up or
1: Glow Up? Did she, she, did she play she I don't even know what
0: she... I thought it was the Blow Up podcast. She
1: has a Glow Up podcast. No, it I was heard the... she had a, she had another show called something else.
0: Or it was like her blog, The Blow Up, like because it, it was like something cause it was like a oh, what is that thing called? Like the like Beats a bomb logo? like a bomb logo like that that was like I swear that was in logo. Okay. I Hope I'm not. See So maybe it was a, maybe her
1: podcast is a play on words from the blog.
0: It might have been. But know. she was the first person to do a write up wow. about me. Um about 5 summers and so like from there through Shayhan, just like meeting people, and in my thing was like, I'm gonna meet people who I just like. If I have a genuine connection with you, we can work together. Mm. Um, they can only be
1: Indigo children.
0: They are all of musicians, or I would say, are Indigo children.
1: Wow, you what about
0: like okay? They're all we're all like weird and quirky. But They're how do you know? Artists. How do
1: you know if you like someone or not? Like,
0: how do I know? Like yeah, for me personally, yeah. um, I mean, if we have good conversation, um, if you just have a good like energy as far as like you are just warm and you want to talk yeah um also if you're not afraid to just speak your mind and yeah. say how you feel I'm not really a fan of like fence straddling if that makes sense like I like people who are just like fence I'm going to say how I- it's like where you like try to play both sides like till it's safe you know like because it's safe like you don't really want to stand on anything is this fence safe though because when i think of a fence i think <laughs> of, like a picket <laughs> fence with like the triangles yes that's why but these these people who are fence travelers are good at it they can okay. they can balance Interesting. Um, so my thing is like that's mm-hmm. why i think that's why i like shayhan is just yeah. because he's very very um at the time like very like brass and in your face Yeah. and but i was like oh at least i I know how he feels. I don't have to guess. If he didn't like a take that I did, he would be like, "I don't like that take," or mm. "I don't like this song." Did I agree? No. Sometimes, like, but at least I like knew where he stood and kind of thing. So,
1: yeah. So, how long did it take for you to feel like you had a place in Seattle, like fit oh, into that's the music? A good scene? Question. And um, did you ever focus on the Lakewood, Tacoma music scene? Now? I, I mean,
0: I I focused on Seattle because like like I mean, I focused on Seattle on the internet because the internet is also mm. just a um a tool but QAnon. (laughs) This is not the conspiracy (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, But like, you know, they're like a major metropolitan city. It's a music city. That's why you, you focus on that. Yeah. There's no music venues in Lakewood. My thing is like, I'll just rep Lakewood. Like people know that's where the fuck I'm from. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like, maybe that's such a good question. I'm like, I don't know if there was like ever like a moment. I think after I did, um my second project black girl unbothered i think it was enough to be like oh who is this person mm-hmm. and a lot of people listened to it and liked it that was more that was one of Nobi was on that one nobody was on that
1: yeah, one yeah i think that's actually how i found you. i think i interviewed no nobody was like probably in the first 30 or 40 interviews i ever did mm-hmm. and then he was doing all these features and then you guys had a song and then i found because that was released in twenty. Nineteen, twenty twenty. yeah 2019 2019 yeah and then yeah and then i reached out and then covid hit yeah basically. this is the deal
0: nobody was one of the music people who i met who was like just a good person and just fucking talented like super talented um there's a song that i still listen to that i love it features him dave Cheney, and then allah um Fuck, what is it? It's it's Dave Cheney's song. I can't think of the name of it, but those three and I still listen to that. And I was like, I like this guy.
1: But it was like a Mr. DC song or a Dave Cheney Yes, song? I think it
0: was a Mr. DC song. God, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was on his um, project two projects ago. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh fuck, I love that fucking song. I still listen to that song. I'll probably listen to it now when I leave. Um, yeah. these ones people like, just a good person. We could talk about music and talk about stuff for like hours. Um, and then when I hear him rap, I'm just like, he's insane. Mm.
1: So, so do you classify yourself as a hip-hop artist then or just because you're also like singer do you just say like I, a lot of artists say just artists now or what do I was you gonna say, say
0: I used I, I have said creative like I'm a creative yeah. um I, I don't know I think genre, uh, genre-wise, ah genre wise I would say like more R&B than hip-hop but i like can dabble in that right Um. mostly just cuz I, I like to do it cuz it's fun mm. Just to, I don't know. As you've seen from my story, I'm not really like a one person or one thing person. I like to do hella shit. Yeah, musically too. Like, I'm, I recently I was telling my bandmates, I was like, "Oh man, I've really been wanting to just sing some jazz shit." I'm not gonna release a jazz. We have a band but, right now. Yeah, but like a band, like my band that like backs me. My oh, I okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're like super dope jazz artists in that band. I'm like, I don't know. Let's just like do some jazz shit, not like as me, but just like just because I want to sing. That. Can you
1: can you break that down? Actually, the importance. Of having like a backing band or something, because mm. there's quite a few Seattle artists I know that are tempted to get a band, but they don't want it to be like they're starting like a band band versus yeah. like so I mean, break down the differences and the maybe the importance of that.
0: I think like at least with the the bands that I've worked with, like they come in knowing like the music we're gonna do is like my music first off, mm. and I'm just really straightforward
1: so communication with that. Yeah.
0: Important. Um. Also. Yeah, like like we're in a band. It's not like you see us as a group and there's a name and that's it. But like when, when I'm on stage, it's going to say live on the bill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just like they just know that right off the bat. And I also think that it's hard for people to, one, have a band. I think, yes, having just having to start that and to coordinate that and to come up with arrangements, it's a lot of fucking work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very lucky to have such great musicians playing with me right now. Um, but also it's expensive. Yes. I, I like try to, every performance, I try to pay them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I don't even think there's like a, an amount yet that's like enough to pay them adequately because we don't, our automatically are already don't get paid anyway a lot. Yeah. So I think it's like easier for people just logistically, um, schedule wise, to just have a DJ. Is that my mm. like preference? No. Although I love Paco and Keish. They always like are usually the, the people who DJ for me and they're fucking amazing um oh is that queen yes yeah, it is yeah yeah, yeah. i know that um their
1: brother was randomly in here i think do they, have, do they have a brother what's the name queen, i don't know his name he was on a client's podcast of mine black andrew i don't know he's kind of taller i think he had glasses i don't know now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure yes K- it's cache? i thought it was cash it's Kesh? It's
0: cash like Casia.
1: okay even that there was cash just fell with a k and <laughs> now a. i'm like i don't know if that's so anyways their brother this is very off yeah but their brother came in here i think mm-hmm. and then said their name knowing that i might know who that is and that's yeah. how like they try to connect
0: have you ever met her no she'd be someone great to interview and talk to she's fucking dope cool she's also a singer as well yeah um and just we a fucking dogs. fantastic dj so
1: yeah she's great there's so many this yeah there's so many different like groups and niches or yeah Mm -hmm. niches of people in seattle like i continuously say that like you'll come across one person and they know a whole group of people and like seriously there's not really one there's not really one person that knows every Mm -hmm. everyone i don't know if that's good or bad though i don't know
0: i think it depends on who you ask
1: yeah i don't know because there's also a thing where like a lot of artists try to bring other artists to their shows, but like
0: like to attend or yeah like, to perform. attend.
1: You ever you don't see that? That's like a like, that's a huge thing. What where, do you like, mean they try to bring? Like other a lot artists? of artists don't have a lot of like Seattle. There's a thing in Seattle where not a lot of Seattle artists have um, built a fan base, so they invite other Seattle oh. artists. But maybe I if you're, if
0: I, I don't feel like I have that issue, so I don't know. I can't. Hey, go well, really. congrats. On that. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. A lot of a lot of people have that issue, but maybe if you are going that route mm-hmm. maybe meet other genres and then you know yeah a lot of people being niche can be cool and but also like you kind of box yourself in a little bit i can I agree time. with that
0: i think you like i mean go branch out to what makes sense for you like don't yeah. just like force yourself to be in spaces that you're just like it's just not my scene like i'm uncomfortable but like i agree with that
1: yeah do you connect with other like because you're you have like a band and you're in mm-hmm. a band do you connect with like? rock bands or anything in Seattle or do I, do I know any rock bands?
0: I don't think wow. I mean I know like I love the black tones. I'm a fan of like Teza talks music. Yeah. Um but like have I like done music um um King Young Bloods, their front runner. See
1: those are all like black artists that are involved in the yeah. hip hop community as well. Wow. See there's so many weird like barriers in Seattle. That is so weird. How Wait, what about do you J- mean by I thought Jay Z broke that with Lincoln Park. What do you?
0: Oh, you mean like just how people kind of stay in certain yeah. Genres? They don't like yeah. But I just named three people. who I feel like have done <laughs> stuff there's outside such, of that. They're
1: such in like the hip hop community that hip hop artists know them. But band-wise, but their music but they're also is not. In band- but I'm just saying like hip hop artists. I mean, just artists in general kind of stick to their own, even though there's so many genres, um, and like those are so many different like different fan bases. Yeah. and resources you can tap into that people just don't know but that's cool that black tones and king young blood and those guys can like do that because i think they understand that yeah a lot of seattle artists don't really
0: i agree with that i was gonna say i feel like they
1: i'm saying they do a good job got you yeah yeah like i don't know i went to like my friend's band show on friday and then like i'll probably go to your show and that's like r&b and then like Mixed I've with, been like, going, some rap in there. Yeah. And then I've been going on <laughs> tour with, like, a comedian. Mm-hmm. And then I freaking interview – well, I I produce podcasts for other podcasts, you mm. know. So, like, I kind of do all genres. And then I recently started – I'm not going to use the word manage because it's kind of a th- – <laughs> but basically one of my clients is having a hard time getting guests because he's older. Mm. Um. But I'm reaching out to, like, Seattle businesses that he wants on the podcast. So, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. It's not that hard to reach out to, like, different genres and mediums and stuff. I agree stuff. with that. But. People also
0: know. have to be receptive because sometimes you can reach out. And like I said earlier, yeah. like, if people don't know you. They're just like, why do I don't owe you anything? Oh, yeah, I
1: do hate that. I hate that. Like, I feel like entertainment is, like, one of the genres you have to constantly, like, prove yourself over and over and over again. Yes. I hate that.
0: I've I've felt like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially like if you're like in entertainment, versus if you're like work at like I don't know, a, 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 what is it like? I can't even just a, a bank. Let's say a bank. If you work at a bank and you work at a, and you're like, hey, I'm a bank banker. What, what are the people at the front desk? Bank teller. A, bank manager. What are the people that like give you the money? Bank teller. Bank teller. Okay. <laughs> like if you say you work at a bank teller. They're not going to be like, oh, so you know how to count money <laughs> versus like <laughs> if you're like a hip hop artist or whatever or a comedian, they're going to be like, oh, tell me a joke. Are you funny? Like prove, yeah. prove who you are versus like- <laughs> Which is <laughs> fucking annoying. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Can you count money, huh? <laughs> no, no one. <laughs> I mean, there is going to- they won't say it, but there's an expectation that the money that you give me for my account is going to be correct. But yes, yeah. I see what you're- <laughs> Oh, what was that one guy?
1: There's this one guy. This is really just out of left field- I forget his name. I'm gonna butcher this story too. Like in the '70s or so, there's that Mm -hmm. guy who like stole money from like a Seattle bank and then took a airplane with like two parachutes to pretend like he had a hostage.
0: Never heard this. Remember? Yeah, you know. Do I remember? (laughs) No. What the fuck? No. I'm forgetting
1: this guy's (laughs) name because I was doing a serial killer doc like episode on my podcast, and then maybe like a two weeks ago i went on a hike and then my friend re-brought it up to me but there was this guy that don't know this like was a bank robber in the pacific northwest and he somehow was able to convince like an airport to give him a private plane with two parachutes and he stole his money went on the pair went on the plane and it was like going to fly him to Seattle to Portland or something. And halfway through, he jumped out of the airplane and they never found him. So I he got away with
0: it. I have never heard of this story. Wow. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. It's a real guy. It's the weirdest tangent ever. But I don't know. It just kind of <laughs> relates
1: to like bank tellers. and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, in a sense, there is some connection there with the money. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. So, so yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you you graduated college. You uh, eventually found a job cut that kind of related to a, what you're doing. You have a band yeah. now. Um, I'm guessing you have like a team, and are you in a manager? I do have a, and, a, I have a
0: team of people. Yeah.
1: And how did you come about that? Like how like how how far along into like your music career did you think it was time to start? Ooh, um, that, um, getting a team together
0: the first person i um, probably within the last three years um and this is like the this particular year has probably been the most busy i've mm-hmm. ever been um but i work with like two entities i would say but like first and foremost let me just say this the first person who i like who approached me and we started doing video work together more than anything was uh abdul kasamali is my guy yeah uh-huh. um And I met him, actually, I was doing a shoot at Cut, and I wasn't working at Cut at the time. That's how we met. He was, like, one of the photographers, I think. And he just, like, approached me and was like, oh, if you ever want, you know, some video work done, you want to work together, like, I'd be so down to work with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did my Black Girl Unbothered EP release show and, like, did the uh, video for that. And then we just, like, kept, like, working together Mm -hmm. video-wise. But he was, he's just very much a, he was always, like, super organized, also a creative himself. Um, we just got along really well. We still get along very well. Um, and I think like we did my Unbothered music video together mm-hmm. and he really liked helped me through that process and really like he just always like respected my like creative vision and was like, how do I just do whatever I can to help you get to that? Um, and he's always been consistent. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, wonder, I think I asked him, I was like, would you ever want to manage me or like work with me like that? Um, and he said, yes, Ooh. you know, and- I actually started working with him before my other two managers, my pod- old podcast mates, AP and Jimmy. Mm. Um, Cause I think at the time when we were gonna work together, I was just like, I just didn't at, at that time think I needed a manager. I was just like, I just, I felt like I had something to prove in the sense of like showing people I can stand on my own two feet, showing people a lot of what I do, I have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, I'm very, I was super prideful and I was just like, I need to like do that first. Mm-hmm. But then Abdul came like later um but after so abdul and i were rocking together and i'm I've, i'm super close to ap and Jamie. i love them my brothers um and we just like stayed working together on the podcast and in general we just are friends yeah and um and we just love music um and just talk about it all the time talk about music business like we just share in that and i think there was a point where abdul and i were like um we, we need some help because we're things are just getting to be a lot and like basically on the creative side there's so much you yeah. know like video and just just everything with my brand that we're trying to do and then there's the music business side and I think like I can only do so much with my time and my capacity and similar to him and then also he just didn't have the same music business knowledge in the mm-hmm. sense and uh I think I want to say um is that this year where I was like I approached AP and Jimmy and I was like let's seriously consider how all of us can work together hell yeah um so I work with so I um, signed on to work partially and managed under Jimmy and AP and then still Abdul. Um, and then I still do work with like harvest house. I'm not managed under them, but that's like day one and harvest house is kind of the two entities that help me just continue to do the work that I do. Um, yeah, I've just been very lucky. Like it's just, just being able to have people who support me and believe in me. Um, just makes my very, very difficult job a little bit easier, you know?
1: Yeah. I love that pivot from bank robbing to teamwork. Hell yeah! (laughs) Um, Yes. So, what made you decide to create a
0: podcast, and what happened? Just COVID, or? Um. Well, I was actually approached by AP. Okay. To do the the free smoke podcast. Um, just because he was like, he was like, I don't know, just want to be like three dudes talking. You know, Mm -hmm. one a woman who, um, is mostly like we wanted a woman of color and a woman of color who knew about music, um, and pop culture. And we actually, there's like, I can't remember the place. We was like on airport road. It was like one, like late evening, me, him and Jimmy. I'd never met Jimmy in person. I've only seen him on Twitter and his avatar was not what he looked like. <laughs> so I expected someone else to show up. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Oh, it's like a black guy. <laughs>
1: like,
0: okay. Black guy with dreads. Did not know that was you. um, And we sat and we just like had dinner late at night and we like from day one, like we were just like, I can see what you did there. I did not mean to, but yes, (laughs) um, we were just close and we were like, oh, let's, let's do this podcast. And, um, at that time I, again, I like to do a lot of things creatively and express myself and I was like, oh, I like that idea. I think that's like fun to do. Um, and we did it, we did it for what a year and a half, but, um, COVID happened and it was also our fucking, if you listen to some of our old episodes for them. The, when COVID started, it was like depressing. Mm-hmm. Um and we were just like, just exhausted. I was exhausted. Um, I think we took a break. And then by the time there was an opportunity to start up again, we all were just kind of in different places and busy. Right. And it just, we just didn't have the capacity.
1: But did like, do you think music kind of kept you going during COVID though? Cause for me, like, I can't imagine having have not done my podcast during
0: I think COVID. It, it was, it was just the like, the meeting and like, talking about what was going on i think right. like we couldn't meet and not talk about what was going on we couldn't mm-hmm. just talk about music so it just made it difficult and then it was just like i don't know for me as a black person during that time i was just exhausted i didn't want to, have to commit to anything yeah um and i think me and the other black person on the podcast were very similar of like i don't know we just we need a we need a second right hey guys
1: were you like are you like we wor- 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 weary of the the vaccine type stuff no I don't know. You know
0: mm-hmm. how like you know that
1: stereotype of like black people being like hell no. I, don't I, think I know that the, makes- I
0: know those black people. I'm, I'm <laughs> friends with some of those black people, but I was not. Yeah. Like that.
1: Shoot me up, dog. Well, I, I was
0: definitely ready to. When it's yeah. time.
1: For me too. Yeah, I stayed home for so long. Seriously, if I hadn't had done Zoom interviews, first of all, like some of the guests I got were insane. But like, yeah. I was getting cabin fever so bad.
0: Yeah, I was. I was like that when it first started because I'm usually someone who's like everywhere, like popping around everywhere. So yeah. the idea of like having that all condensed to my home and then trying to create was really, really hard for me. Like I remember, I like I set up my studio in the living room. I set it up in the kitchen. I set it up in my like bedroom and my closet. And I was like, I can't fucking create here. Yeah. Um. And I was really like, honestly, what helped? Um. So like a little prior to shutdown, I had been going to. Um, something called Broke Speakers, uh-huh. and I learned about Mead Street. Fucking amazing studio, and amazing community. Uh-huh. And so I started going there, and I just kind of learned what that studio was, and like started doing Broke Speakers. And from there, I met someone named Noah. Noah Coinflip. Okay. He like one of the Broke Speakers came up to me randomly and was like, "Hey, you know, if I make beats, would you know, would you want me to send you some beats?" And I'm always like open to like, I'll just I'll hear someone's beats. You never know what you're gonna hear, mm-hmm. but I just didn't expect for him to send me what would be, what would go on to be some of my best songs, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it wasn't for like, I met Noah and we kind of started making music and then the shutdown happened. And then finally, you know, things like slightly opened up to where it was like, not opened up, but okay, you could go to this one space with you and this one person. yeah. And so me and him like, basically like once a week would like lock in in the studio. And that was kind of like my saving grace, I would say during that time. It's just being able to go to that studio once a week with him And just me and him lock in, and I think that's that's when we made Flowers in the Void, like Mm -hmm. that, like May to um, July. Nice. Yeah.
1: What was like the your first like big experience like outside of COVID happening? Like for me, like a year and a half into COVID, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going on tour." And then like I went to L.A. Yeah. It's like that was the first time in like almost two years I was around so many people.
0: I I'm pretty sure me and my partner went to L.A. that July. Which mm-hmm. was not, I mean, but we kind of like, I mean, we, we had an Airbnb where we could keep to ourselves, but they were still like, where you could kind of go outside, eat outside. It was like, cause you know, every state was like different. Yeah. Um, but I would say like, truly, truly like being outside was probably, we went to Vegas oh, in shit. 2021 and that was fucking weird. Yeah. Um, cause the rules were definitely different there and it was just like, oh shit, like, it's kind of open here, like mm-hmm. people and like being around. I remember I was like super paranoid. I was like, they haven't been around this many people um, in like a year. Yeah. You know? So that was that was like, that was weird. It was fun, but it was definitely like, this is weird.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm, yeah, I don't think I'm really, I don't want to get COVID again. And like, I don't want to give people COVID. Yeah. I had it like three times. I only had it once and I had no symptoms the entire time. Well, that's, but, that's lucky. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm not really worried about COVID if I don't want it. That somehow Did you get, get the vaccine? Out. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know. There was a point up until like probably like three or four months ago where I had, I had like somehow had gained, gained – I don't know if gain is the right word, but gained social anxiety, <laughs> which mm. I never had before. But now it's kind of faded away.
0: Yeah. I had like a little bit of that. Like I had to go on this – I went on this creative retreat like at the beginning of 2021, and I felt like weird. Normally I'm like really – I love talking to people, meeting people, and I was like, God, why do I feel – oddly like antisocial or oddly just like i feel like a weirdo or something and i was like oh maybe just because i haven't been around people in this type of capacity in a long time but i had like a second of that yeah we're outside now yes (laughs) since last summer hell yeah
1: is this one of your so now let's talk about clock out lounge i've never even been there i don't even it's a a cool venue is there a big clock hopefully it's not there's no clock (laughs) there's no
0: clock What? (laughs) unless they've like had one now but no there's no like clock
1: Wow, that's kind of misleading.
0: I think um, it's like the idea like, you know, you, you happy hour, you clock out of work and you go to a bar. I think that's like the concept behind it. Oh. No,
1: I don't know. Maybe. I haven't had a clock out job in a while. So <laughs>
0: same. Maybe actually. I can't
1: go. Maybe we can't go there. I don't
0: think I've had a clock out lounge since I was, clock out job since I was like 16.
1: Wow. Huh. So this is
0: this one of your first shows since COVID or have you been performing? No. Or- um, God, I especially this summer. I'd say from last summer to now, I've performed a lot. Probably the most I've performed in Seattle um, since I started doing music up here. Oh wow! Uh, I would say it started last year when I got the opportunity to do uh, Day in Day Out. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Paris Alexa got sick, and so I got the call to like be to um, take her place. Mm. It was literally like it was like a two day turnaround. I had like a day to decide, a day to rehearse. And I was like, fuck it, let's just go. Yeah. Kind of thing. And me and Keish went um, and just like, I don't know, performed the shit out of it. It was great. It was a great day. Um, and then from there, it was, uh, what did I perform? I did like sessions in place. Like, actually, I was prior to that. I did sessions in place. Um, and KXP too. Did KXP, did Capitol Hill Block Party, opened up for Raveena. Um, I did Campana's release show. I did my own. I did a, um kind of like, the start of the pink and orange rollout. Mm-hmm. I did like the pink and orange show last year, like a mm-hmm. kind of a precursor to the music I would make for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was a guest performer on someone else's show. Like I, just, I've been, I performed a shit ton. Damn. And so this, but this show Friday um, is my EP release show for the pink and orange EP. So that's yeah. the newest project that I've put out. Um, so we did, you know, five summers, black girl unbothered. I did flowers in the void with with Noah. Um, in 2020, and then this one is like a compilation of like working with Noah, working with other producers. Um, we did Pink and Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably been my most successful project Hell to yeah. date. Um, and the whole project is just geared towards like the feel of those specific Northwest sunsets, and like I wanted. I'm I'm a big you know because we talked about with movies and experiencing music, and one of my favorite things is like when the sun's going down, driving and playing particular types of songs. And I Life would say- Life on the Highway? <laughs> Life on the Highway could be, that could be a sunset song. Um, but to me, it's like, okay, you can take these these seven songs and you could play it during golden hour. Yeah. And it'll it'll fucking play from front to back yeah. during golden hour, Yeah. Okay, know. how
1: about this? Do you have a favorite like sunset spot in the Seattle area?
0: I like, I love Lakewood when it's sunny. Really? I love, like yeah. I- when it's sunny and I get to like be a, in Lakewood with my mom and I have to drive around or go do stuff or like sometimes I'm just like, I just like to go drive around where I live. I, I love it. Mm. I'd say my,
1: it's a neighborhood and mm-hmm. I don't want people to like, I don't think anyone's going to go to it. You think you're, <laughs> but, gonna go, I'm like, oh shoot, I'm so popular. But there's this neighborhood in Factoria, which is right outside of Bellevue. It's Called Somerset, and you like drive up. It's like, what? and you oh. drive up it, and near the top of the neighborhood, like the neighborhood's like on a hill, mm-hmm. it's like a, almost like a private neighborhood. Then you drive to the top, and then you park like on one of the roads. In front, you kind of have to park in front what's of what's it house. called, Somerset?
0: Somerset, I mean, and it like, sounds you, pretty fake. You
1: park at the top of that, like an angle at the top of this hill, mm-hmm. and you like see all of Seattle and the bridges. And you like the sun, like literally, like sets. Like behind the bridges, and it's really. Ooh, I need to Somerset. know that location. I'll Have to show you it. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I've been really into sunsets lately. I went to is it Kerry Park? Yeah, uh, I went to the Kerry Park for the first time. <laughs> like I it's think a good area. I think I'm a Seattle guy. Like I have a like. Yeah, like I my childhood is from Seattle, and you grew up here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hell but yeah. like, there's so many parts of Seattle that somehow I don't know.
0: That's just like I, just I mean I'm not from here but I feel the same way. There's parts I just yeah. have never been or don't go to.
1: Like you didn't know there was a Lakewood and well, we don't even know if it's in North. C-. It might be know. Stanwood. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll throw some images up in the post production. <laughs> um, but yeah. So what what is your favorite song off uh, your new? Ooh. Would you say EP or album? Album. I would say EP. Okay. They both EPs. Because like, it's like seven. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Okay. How about this? What's your favorite song? What do you think the audience's favorite song is so far? <sighs>
0: That's so hard. I would say my favorite song is the song with Dave B. um Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Just because I wrote like that just came from such a real place. Like that's one of those songs and I think I do my best writing when I write from a real last place mm-hmm. and like every fucking lyric in that song I was like I meant that shit. Mm-hmm. Um even though like unreleased there's like a rap verse that's unreleased I do it live and mm-hmm. like So that song probably is my favorite. And then I just like, when I first, when Grady, shout out to Grady, he sent me that beat. And I just like in 10 minutes came up with like that first verse. I heard Dave on it from Mm -hmm. Jump and it just took a while to get him on it. But I'm glad like shout out to Bailey kind of helped make that connection happen. Um, But that one just because it came from a real ass place. Um, I think a lot of people love that song because of Dave. But I think the standout song is going to be Sweat. And then people also love Pink and Orange with uh, Dave Schnee. Mm -hmm on it got two um, daves on this album i do um that
1: means it has to be featured in dave the tv show
0: that would manifest, manifest. we have manifested two shows yeah. that my music is gonna <laughs> be in um but yeah and you know but also i mean fucking anytime i get a j-wop feature it's amazing but i think um surprisingly also that's like a sleeper that the more people hear it and i think when they hear us perform it live um crash and burn with belina mm-hmm. um but she, her voice is fucking amazing. I met her at Broke Speakers, and I was like, "Who the fuck is like this mm-hmm. person singing? Like, that's just like an amazing voice, like truly." Yeah. Um, and I wrote this at um, this uh, shout out to Abraham, his house. He's a, a friend of mine through Harvest House, and the the producer Frankie just had just played this on the loop, and I just started singing the lyrics, and I was like, I met her, and I was like, I want want to you get you on a song, and mm-hmm. like she did that song with me, but that one's like a surprising a lot of men like that particular song it's like very it's a ballad sad song mm-hmm. um but i think sweat for sure is probably going to be people's like like that's number one favorite hell it's like yeah. the catchy dance one um that people said it gets stuck in their head mm-hmm. and that's the one i just did a music video for that a few weeks ago check it out hell yeah
1: um who are who's like featured on the is that what you say for like lineup who's on the lineup for oh the, yes for the, um, um show
0: Belina is going to be performing. She's like direct support. And then uh, Ava, who's also a part of Day One, Uh, who's Ala's sister, who's also a singer, is going to be opening for me.
1: Nice. Is that Ala person? Do they still make music? Ala definitely still makes music.
0: Huh. She also would be someone great to interview. There we go. Well, hook hook
1: me up with some of these people. (laughs) I got you. Yeah. There we go. See, you're you're part of the NAS community and (laughs) um, uh, support goes both ways. Hell yeah. Um yeah, so what what is some uh, final advice uh do you, that you have for up and coming artists, creators, mm-hmm. influencers?
0: Um I would say I always give the advice of like do you do what you love. Um don't compromise that for anybody. Um I also want to be an example of like you don't have to be in one box. Um my favorite artists aren't one thing. And embrace that like to you know it's whatever capacity you can and especially in this day and age there's so many lanes of things you can do um and if if you feel your calling is to do that then fucking do it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you don't have to go to school if you don't want to um if you want to dope to um if you want to be a singer but you also want to juggle but you also want to own a fucking restaurant like i say embrace that shit why yeah. not
1: you know hell yeah um what is the easiest way for people to reach you
0: hell yeah um you can look me up live uh underscore music with the Q on all social platforms um yeah be my show is this friday clock out lounge doors open at nine um the pink and orange ep release show it's gonna be fucking dope we're gonna sell that bitch out for hell real for yeah. real
1: this is the nas podcast with live t and we did this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah